Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the sunny city of Angels. And Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers Insurance. We know a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you bundle home and auto. So visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Chris Sims is going to join us upcoming half past the hour. I'm going to ask Chris Sims about Joe Burrow, who, of course, starred last night in the national championship game win for the Fighting Tigers of LSU. The Bayou Bengals. And uh, look, there's a lot of a lot of great things to it, a lot of great things to it. Coach O, who, of course, 
uh, got fired at Ole Miss, was the interim head coach at, at USC, wanted to stay at SC, supercharged that in terms of energy. They lose in a bowl game after he was uh, after he was dis- he, he get ends up getting dismissed. He joins LSU staff, and Les Miles gets fired, and he takes over. And after trying to go after swinging for the fences, they settle on Coach O, and he made them look like geniuses. But but it should be pointed out that while you could make the argument Joe Burrow finished the greatest season in the history of the sport, and, and forget the stat idea of it, just the teams that they've beaten – it's remarkable. Remarkable. Go and look at who LSU beat and how they beat him. Right? From ending Clemson's undefeated run to beating Oklahoma champions of the Big 12, beating Texas at Texas, taking down mighty Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Like, you go through it, and it was incredible. It, it might be. It might be the best season in the history of the sport. You could make that argument. I don't think that Clemson was the second best team. I thought Ohio State was actually better. Clemson beat them. And so, and like Clemson's not a chump. They have an elite quarterback. They have some elite players. They have an elite coach. This was not a classic, this was not the Clemson team of last year, just stacked upon stacked defensively. It wasn't. I'm not trying to take away from LSU. I'm simply pointing out it might have had a better game last night had uh, we'll get to the targeting rule, which eliminated their their captain at linebacker when it was still at least a relatively close game. Um, but I I would I, I I think Ohio State was better. I think it would have been a better football game. That said, LSU beat everybody in their path, and the games weren't outside of the Texas game like they weren't particularly close. They did get down early last night and came back and won the game continue to show their championship medal. So I, I don't have any, I honestly, zero negatives about LSU football. None. Look, uh, and Odell Beckham Jr. handing out cash to guys that are never going to play again in college football only shows how obtuse OBJ actually is, seeing as that's probably the last college football game he'll be allowed on the sideline, but whatever. What I'm interested in is Joe Burrow. And we do this thing. We do this thing in college football consistently where in the moment we forget about some key factors, right? We forget. Um, we, we lose our perspective and then that happens, happens to guys in a myriad of different things, right? Like, but when you when you when you're in love, you're first in love, you know you you lose perspective on things and you do you say and do crazy things. Right? When you're hungry, and we've talked about this. Don't shop hungry, right? Why do you not shop hungry? Because you go and you buy so much that so you come back. You're like, what the hell did I buy? I bought all this different stuff, and now it's going to go bad in the fridge. When you're super emotional, man or woman, you you lose perspective. When you're super sad. You know, you can't hear anything else around you. Super hungry. You buy a bunch of food, some of which you can't eat. You don't eat. I mean, like, here's one. When you, when you, um, you ever gone to a restaurant when you're really, really hungry and you eat something like, man, that's the best. That's the best chicken noodle soup I've ever had. 
then you're like, you tell all your friends, hey, this Jimmy's Jimmy's Diner down the street, best chicken noodle soup I ever had. Then you get a bunch of them. It's a cold winter day. And you're like, hey, let's go have this chicken noodle soup. I had it from Jimmy's like two weeks ago. It was really good. You sit down and you're like, it's fine. It's okay. Like, why was it so much better? Was the batch better two weeks ago? Or were you just super hungry? So in this, we're in this emotional state about LSU and Joe Burrow. And I think a good portion of it is not just how impressed we are against the teams that they've beaten, but, but also the fact that it is, it is LSU who has been a disaster offensively at times over the past five to 10 years. I mean, they, it was a vapid wasteland for our quarterbacks for the last five or six years or so, right? Before Joe Burrow and even Joe Burrow's first year there, like he won great. Let's not kid ourselves. Three years ago, they lose to Troy. That happened last year. Their offense was a mixed bag. This year they add in Joe Brady who brings in an NFL style passing game to go along with a ton of talent and Burrow gets kind of his feet under him. I mean, 55, 45, 65, 66, 42, 42, 36. Uh, they survived Auburn 23-20 game. They could have lost. 46 against Alabama, 58 against Ole Miss, 56 against Arkansas, 50 against AM, 37 against Georgia. I mean, they beat everybody. They hung 63 on Oklahoma, and that was after dialing it way back in the second half, and they put 42 up on the board last night. But I, I think we're, a, we're more than a little bit emotional. You know? It's because Burrow threw for 5,600 yards. 5,600. 60 touchdowns. 60 touchdowns. And six interceptions. 60. Um, but, but this is a dude who, I'm not saying buyer beware, but we have to have perspective we have to catch our breath for a second and go hey joe burrow is older than everybody in the competition right like brandon whedon of course who joins us every week he knows but this guy he's 20 just turned 23 years old doesn't mean he's a grandpa he's not you know 26 27 as uh, as as brandon whedon was but he is 23 right? he has sat and watched and now he's played a bunch and this is there's a little bit of, you know, we talked about Barry Bonds some yesterday. It's like, why was Barry Bonds so much better on steroids than even Sammy Sosa? Well, this is what happens when you give an, uh, an MVP candidate or an MV, baseball MVP steroids. It's different than Sammy Sosa, who was a platoon player and a guy who was a major leaguer, but just barely a major leaguer. He takes horse steroids and he becomes a dominant hitter. You give it to Barry Bonds and he becomes the greatest hitter we've ever seen. Joe Burrow, much like, much like Tua. Um, if you put a lit, these programs have had subpar quarterback. LSU has had subpar quarterback play and subpar offensive coaching for years. You put an NFL caliber quarterback with NFL coaching, combined it with the, the, the depth of talent and a little bit of a down year in the sport, right? Like, no one thinks Alabama is what they had been. No one thinks Clemson is what they had been. They didn't play Ohio State, who was probably talent-wise the, the best parallel. 
in the biggest win was Texas. Again, I'm not sitting here crushing LSU. They were great. I'm saying Joe Burrow looked fen- phenomenal. But a lot of it was, you know, where he runs and then throws. And my question becomes, while that is, and we talked about this yesterday with Lamar Jackson, that is the way of the future. You got to be able to move, got to be athletic, and he is athletic. Is he as athletic when he gets to the NFL against those? Th- you don't get faster. Everybody else does. And though he threw guys open, does he truly have the arm strength? Are we just freaking out? Now, here's the big question. Are we freaking out because Joe Burrow is really, really good and made some phenomenal plays? Are we freaking out because we've lost perspective of the fact that he's older? He's better coached. You know, it's pro versus college in terms of coaching. And he's surrounded by not just talent, but we have the perspective of how bad LSU was offensively before this year. And that's making us react, uh, react in even more profound fashion. Am I making sense? Like, I'm not saying he's not an NFL quarterback. But last year, when you watch Kyler Murray and you watch the ball come off his hands, you're like, well, that's a pro arm. Your questions about Kyler Murray were only in his size. That, that's it. Only in his size. You had no question at all. You know, Baker Mayfield, it was a little bit size, a little bit athleticism. If you watch Sam Darnold, he had a little bit of a slow release, but Sam Darnold was, you know, like 20 years old. This dude's 23 been in two great programs, been really well coached now. I don't know. I just, I, I, I caution us. He's going to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. And while he will reinstill hope and he's a hometown kid, he's coming from, you know, Athens, Ohio to play for the Bengals and to try and save them, like all that stuff. And you got a coach who's got an offensive mind, like all that is great. You know, the Bengals, have the worst defense maybe historically in the NFL over a two-year period. And while he does have some escapability, how much of that is marginalized when he gets to the NFL? He's going to play in the, it's the worst weather division in the NFL because there is no, there are no domes. Does he have the truly elite arm? I loved LSU's football program. It was great to watch them change from defense to being an offensive juggernaut. I love that they counterpunched last night. I, I like the Joe Burrow story. There's a lot of negative transfers, but, you know, he didn't really get a shot at one because he got hurt, and then he, I guess he got beat out, and he goes to a place where he gets an opportunity, and they hadn't had a legit quarterback, and he even struggled in his first year, but got his sea legs and had maybe the best season in the history of the sport. But I, I, I caution all of America that we, we may be shopping hungry. We may be in such an emotional state because it's LSU and what we're used to LSU being that we're not getting the true perspective of, hey, they got an NFL coach with a, a system that has dominated the NFL. Of course, he's going to dominate. They've had great players. Now you have a guy who can get them the football. I just want to make sure we're not too overly emotional in that <clears throat> there are some other factors which have elevated Joe Burrow. Coming up next, is it time to fix the targeting rule in college football? 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today I'm trying to think. Music, who did you have last night? Oh, LSU. No, you didn't. Bigly. No, you didn't. I had Clemson. Uh, Byer had LSU, right? He was the one who said LSU Bigly, and I, I, agree, with L- I agree with him. That's correct. Uh, 
and you and Ramos both had Clemson. Right? Yes, yes. John foolishly followed me into uh, into the abyss. So, what? I mean, I just, you know, what did you think of the game? I thought it was a really entertaining game, and then I thought clearly after halftime, the offensive lines and defensive lines of LSU showed that they were a much stronger unit overall compared to what Clemson had had, and that's what greatly affected, especially the defensive line of LSU versus Clemson's offensive line, put a ton of pressure on Trevor Lawrence, and I think for the first time, he really tried to force a lot of throws and clearly didn't connect on nearly enough of them. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I, I, I do feel like um, uh, he, he forced some things. I, I also think it would be fair to say that his wide receivers in both the past two games, they weren't kind of classic college open, right? Um, I, I thought it, you know, it, it wasn't a turning point, but it was, it, it was almost the death knell was when James uh, Skalski um, got ejected from the National Championship game for targeting. Did you see the, did you see the call? I did, yeah. When the yeah. um, when he had that hit over the middle on the, I think was it a receiver or running back? Yeah. Now it should be pointed out it was twenty eight twenty five six minutes to go third quarter, and um, he was called for for targeting. And look, look by by letter of the law, I understand what they're trying to get out of the sport. You're you're trying to teach um, tackling the right way, and here's a kid who, you know. Uh, Jefferson catches the ball and he dips his head and launches into Jefferson. So look, by letter of the law, that was the right call. I feel like it's a little overly punitive, right? Like, and, and this, and Ohio state fans are like, ho, 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 hold on. We lost one of the best defensive players in the country. I, I thought it was overly punitive in that game. Now you can't judge intent and maybe it doesn't matter. You're trying to get it out of the sport. And there's no better way to get it out of the sport. This is, this is a little bit like what we discussed with baseball yesterday, which is, hey, if you really want to get sign stealing and cheating and use of electronics out of the sport, then you know what you got to do is you got to take back the World Series from, from the Houston Astros. They didn't. Now, of course, it means that any general manager or coach is, or manager is responsible for the team. Okay. So now you've had two players, two impactful defensive players that are both ejected from these games. And you would think the rest of college football is on watch. Um, but in the context of the game, it, 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 feels, it, it feels like it's too much. You know, it just, it feels like it's too much. So, um, I don't know. I, I, am I wrong there? Like, did it not feel like too much for you? Yeah, it, it feels like the, where the, the, you know, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. I, I think there are certain instances where you can see what a dirty hit is. Like, if a player is clearly trying to go for a helmet-to-helmet type of hit, and those are the type of ones you should be trying to eject for, it seems like... There should just be one general rule of, you know, whatever you call it, targeting, lowering the helmet, and that should be like a 15-yard penalty. And then if you do that twice in a game, then you should be ejected or maybe three times, however many times you want to say. 
or there's a next tier of like a flagrant two in the NBA where it has to be so egregious that's what warrants your automatic ejection after just one foul. But it yeah, feels it's, like they've lowered the threshold super, super low where it's just like immediately if your helmet touches another player's helmet, you're just, that's it, you're gone. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it just, it, look, he did, he launched himself and he dipped his head. He did all the things. Like, I, I, I'm not sitting here saying, and no one would say that they disagree with th- that he, he used his helmet as a weapon and he hit incorrectly. It's just, is, is that the... Is that, that the punishment that we want for the crime in that big of a game? And that's really, really hard. I don't know. I'll ask Chris Sims if he has some sort of hybrid, some sort of way to switch it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one because it, you take out your middle linebacker and it's going to change your defense forever. Change the Ohio State game as well. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. ton of things to get to today, but two better to get to them with than Chris Sims. Football night in America. And, of course, former star at Texas, and he covers Notre Dame football. Uh, Chris, look, Joe Burrow is spectacularly good the entire season. He seemed to get better and better and better. But I just I want to make sure we take a breath here and realize that, like, it's a perfect storm, right? right. It's the, you know... The, Clemson is not Clemson of last year. They didn't play Ohio State, who I thought is the best, you know, talent-wise defense in the country. Right. LSU has a ton of talent, and they're kind of been offensively dormant for years. You put a pro system in there. You get an older quarterback who now had his sea legs under him, and right. and you know, like all of these things hit. I just I want to make sure that we understand the translation to the NFL is not always the same. He'd be playing outdoors if he was with the Bengals with yep. a roster that is not nearly as good as everybody else in their division. How do you evaluate Joe Burrow, not last night, but how it translates to the NFL? Yeah, well, he's extremely talented regardless. You know? and, and again, I mean, hey, all your points are, are real. There, there's no doubt about it. Now, you know, he went to Ohio State. I don't worry about weather things. Yes, did he have an advantage? I mean, come on. You saw those two receivers. You've seen them all year long. I mean, number one, number two, they're, they're first-round picks. I mean, number one's probably a top-20 pick. Number two is probably a top-25 pick. I mean, so, yes, he had big-time talent around him. And then, of course, has an offensive coordinator who, you know, people are starting to beat down the door and, and want him to come up to the NFL and do that. So, yes, there's advantages there. But that doesn't change what he is as a football player. Now, he took full advantage of those advantages and opportunities. And it's not like, you know, again, you know, Tua, Tua had great talent around him in a perfect storm in Alabama to a degree. Right. You know, Deshaun Watson in Clemson, certainly. You know, uh, you know uh, Lawrence there in, in Clemson last night, he's certainly not hurting for help around him as well. You're right, though. That's not the Clemson team from last year. They lost some tr- tremendous players in the NFL draft. But I think, Burrow, the big thing is that you just got to really look at that you know that translate. 2020 football, the quarterback's got to be able to move. He's a phenomenal athlete. He has great feel for the football game. He really knows how to play the position. I mean, takes care of the ball. His arm is really good. I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, my gosh, it's big time. Like, it's not Patrick Mahomes. You know, I don't think it's even as good as Trevor Lawrence's arm last night or Justin Herbert, 
but it's still a really awesome arm. And the other thing to look at, Doug, with him, too, just how many plays we saw just in the college football Final Four or, you know, yesterday where, hey, there is nobody open or in the SEC championship game. There's nothing there to be had. And then he makes it happen. And to me, those are the things I look at. That's more conducive to the NFL. Yeah, not everybody's going to have the perfect offense and the perfect offensive line, and he's certainly not going to have that in Cincinnati. But I think when the system fails him or players fail him, he has shown the talent to kind of say, hey, guys, no problem. I got this play. I'll cover your butt, coaches, players, whatever it may be. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. If you were Cincinnati, would you – would you take him? Would yeah. you would you take the best defensive lineman in the country? Would you trade that? What would what would your approach be if you're a Bengal? My approach would be probably to you know, and again, Doug. Hopefully, we'll talk when I get into draft evaluation here sometime. You know, around combine time, and I get to really watch these quarterbacks. You know, I think it's an interesting discussion. I do think the kid in Oregon has more top end physical ability than any of the quarterbacks in the draft. Now, he's, like, never left that area of Oregon, and, you know, I think things like that are going to, you know, concern people that way. He had some rough moments here or there. But I think Joe Burrow, and I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, you're looking to energize your crowd. The kid that's got familiarity with that area, I think it makes a lot of sense. I do. I think you got to go take him. After the year he had, you know, they'd be kicking themselves, I think, if, you know, between what we've seen as far as talent the year he had, how he plays the position, how he handles himself. If it's two or three years down the road uh, and he's lighting it up somewhere else, I mean, that's something that will bug them forever. So, yeah, as it sits right now, and I'm just saying as of right now, he does look like the number one pick in the draft to me. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. How did Tennessee go in and kick the hell out of the Ravens? Yeah, that I mean, well, uh, you know, okay, so I think – you know, let, first off, the first drive, Baltimore shot themselves in the foot. I mean, I think that's the first thing you can look at. Now, did I think Tennessee was going to dominate Baltimore's D-line the way it did in the run game? Certainly not. But, hey, Baltimore drives down. You know, okay, yes, they drive down. Interception, errant throw. Okay, then the next drive, drive down again. Go for it on fourth and one on your own 45. Just don't agree with that decision, first off. That would be the first thing I would say. You know, you haven't played football in three weeks. You're playing the hottest team in all of football, and you've shown nothing as of yet that you're dominating the game, and you're going to act like it's a desperation situation on your own 45 on the second drive of the game. Oh, and if that other team was doubting whether they could really hang with you, well, no problem. You gave them the confidence. They throw a touchdown the next play after that. You know, then you get down later. What happens again in the first, you know, to start the – the third quarter, going forward on fourth and five again. I just, I didn't agree with it. And, you know, I know that's probably the analytics said go for it, but the game was telling you it was a different game. You know, the analytics are not always the same when you're playing the Tennessee Titans as when you're playing the Arizona Cardinals, you know, on fourth and one. So uh, I just think those were the wrong issues. The game got away from them. They haven't played from behind really the whole year other than, the first drive of the game and things like that, the game got out of hand and got into a style game that's not good for them, and it just snowballed. And Tennessee been very consistent. They take care of the football. They run the football, and the game ended up going just the way they wanted it to go. How concerning should it be that, one, we've seen this twice with Lamar uh, in the playoffs, but but also just the idea of, hey, people now are going to have a whole offseason 
to try and figure it out, try and adjust their personnel and and do some of what Tennessee did, right? Like, you know, the speed at linebacker, put an extra body in the middle, making him throw outside the numbers where he's not as strong. Right. How, how concerning should that be? Well, I, I don't think it's, you know, totally concerning. I think the one thing that, you know, that I'll look at to go, what does Baltimore have to change or get better at? You know, I think they'll continue to grow and expand this offense we've seen. So, yeah, teams will catch up, but they'll add new elements to it. He's going to get better as a thrower. You know, that's the one thing we got to see going forward. When they get down 14 nothing, when they get down 17 nothing, are they going to be able to rely on their passing game to get them out of those scenarios? That's probably the biggest question we got, you know, so far. And we've seen the last two playoffs, they got down, and the game kind of fell apart from them. So, you know, I, we saw tremendous improvement from Lamar Jackson in the passing game from last year to this year. I think that will continue to go up. They maybe get another weapon or two in the passing game to help him, more speed on the field that can stress you out that way. Uh, I'm not concerned. I'm really not. I still think this team is in the window and has too many good players to where they're going to fall off planet Earth. I don't know if they'll be 14-2 and two next year, but I do think they'll be in that conversation for one of the better teams in football just because, hey, secondary, super talented, big people on both sides of the ball, Lamar, Hollywood Brown, they get another speed receiver in there. They can make life really hard on teams. Chris Sims joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. How much responsibility do you think Ryan Tannehill should get? Because the numbers tell you he hadn't done much. Um, right. But, but, but he has, in terms of turning this team around, from a quarterback's perspective, how much credit do you think he should get for their past two weeks' performances? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to say a whole lot. He's kind of just doing what's there to, you know, he's taking advantage of what's there to be had, and he's not messing up the game. You know, that's where I always go like, hey, context matters, because three years from now we're going to be like, oh, Ryan Tannenhill, he's 2-0 in the playoffs. I mean, he has a special knack for playing in playoff football. Oh, yeah? No, I think the team around him is really good. I think what Ryan Tannenhill's gift is that he got them here. And he got them through moments during the regular season where the running game wasn't working that well and they were leaving yards in the pass game out there on the field on a week-to-week basis. He's got them there now. And what really good quarterbacks do, too, is they can play really well when the team might just be playing average football. And because they're playing well, that masks some of those problems. And then everybody catches up like we're kind of seeing right now. And now, oh, Tannehill pass game, you're not on your A game? Don't worry. The rest of the team has caught up. So, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm, like, blown away by what he's done. He's kind of just managed the game so far. But this might be a different week this week with Kansas City because, you know, they match up good with Tennessee. And and we're very close to blowing the Titans out the first time they played them. And, you know, Damian Williams fumbles the ball at midfield and they return it for a 50-yard touchdown and all of a sudden we had a football game. So I would expect we see more Ryan Tannehill in the pass game this week especially because Kansas City's been so much better in the run, run game on run defense. How responsible for the collapse is Bill O'Brien? Well, I, you know, again, I'm no, I'll, I'll, there's the two parts, right? I have no problem with him kicking the field goal to go up 24 nothing. You know, at that point of the game, Kansas City had shown no ability to move the ball. So you go up by three touchdowns and three two-point conversions. So you're basically saying, okay, Kansas City's going to have to score six touchdowns to come back and tie this football game. And to this point, they've shown they can't drive the ball. And, you know, he thinks, oh, you know, well, maybe if we make a stop again and kick a field goal, we're up 27 nothing, and now it's a four-score game. 
I have no problem with that whole issue. I don't like the, the fake punt. You know, 24-7, to 7, Kansas City had yet really to drive the field, right, because the drive before was, you know, the big kick return by Nicole Hardman. And I think he kind of gave them the spark and belief, a little bit like I say with John Harbaugh, to go, oh, wait, we can come back. What, another short field? Oh, now it's 24-14? No problem. Ten points, we're in a game, here goes the momentum, everything like that. I think he jump-started Kansas City is responsible for that. But this stuffer like Bill O'Brien needs to be fired in, in Houston and all that. That's insanity. He's one of the better coaches in all of football. They're tough. He's gone to the playoffs with quarterbacks that most coaches in football couldn't even freaking dream of going to the playoffs with. So uh, it wasn't perfect, but I still think he's one of the better coaches in all of football. Uh, how would you characterize Pat Mahomes? The best quarterback in football is how I'd categorize him. I mean, I think I said that to you a few weeks ago when you asked me who I'd have rather have, Lamar or Patrick Mahomes. And I think, you know, this weekend showed why. Because when you get down, Patrick Mahomes' game translates to coming back more than Lamar Jackson's does. I think that's the thing I look at. He's sick, Doug. I mean, you watched it. I mean, come on. It's insane in the membrane kind of crap. This is like... This is Aaron Rodgers in his prime. It just, it, you know, you could. The thing that jumps out to me when I watch the film is how many good plays the Texans played on defense. Where I go, wow, great coverage. Wow, they got this guy doubled. Wow, it didn't matter. Mahomes just sat in the pocket and made a throw that was unreal, and it was the perfect defense. But you just can't stop that. And that's where he's truly, truly special. They protect well. They're playing good defense. Kansas City's a handful. Kansas City, Kansas City certainly can win the Super Bowl with the way they're playing right now. Can Green Bay beat the Niners? I would say no. I would say no. But I do think that playing there and knowing what they're getting themselves into for a second time will be a great advantage. I don't think Green Bay beats San Francisco, though, unless San Francisco makes a mistake or two. Jimmy Garoppolo throws an interception, maybe two, like we saw last week. I mean, he threw one interception. I would say, what do you think it was? Three or four others were in Minnesota's hands that didn't catch the ball, right? So you get two of those and maybe a, you know, a fumble somewhere else. You know, yeah, two turnovers, something like that. I think Green Bay will be right in this game. I think they'll be better prepared for what they're dealing with the second time around. Awesome stuff. Chris Sims, Football Night in America. Chris, thanks so much for your perspective. Next week, we'll have two Super Bowl teams. Thanks for joining us. You know it, Doug. Be good. Have a good week. Where does Joe Burrow rank in terms of the greatest college football players ever? A little hyperbole. Next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from man manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Farmers Insurance knows a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you bundle home and auto. So visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Let's get to a game. This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Dan Beyer, what's the game today? Representative Beyer. The game today, Doug, is... Rank them. Doug, rank the three... Best players left in the NFL playoffs. Three best players. Pat Mahomes. Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. And Derrick Henry. All right. Mahomes one. one. one in that order. Okay. One, two, three. All right. Rank the uh, three best coaching hires in the NFL this offseason. Ooh. Hmm. Ooh. I'm going to go um, Ron Rivera one. Kevin Stefanski, two. And Joe Judge, three. Mm. Not a fan of McCarthy or Matt Rule? Um, I, I just, I, I think McCarthy's full of crap, right? And he's kind of admitted to being full of crap, right? He was like, 
I don't know if you saw some of the quotes this weekend. Like he didn't really watch every game. You know, there's some some of the things mm-hmm. that he said to people. It was just it was complete PR, B, PR, PRBS. And I think at the end of the day, like they're going to keep the same offense. There's change in defensive coordinator. You know, like all right, it's fine. I, I whereas I think that Ron Rivera is a. I think he's a really good dude, a really good hire, and. I really like that one. I think Stefan, everybody says Stefanski hasn't been an offensive coordinator, but you don't need to be a coordinator much. He needs to understand how to run an organization. And because he's been uh, such a solid guy for a long time, and, and I think Joe Judge, I'm, I'm a buyer. I'm, I'm a buyer into what they need and how they need to play in order to win. All right, Doug, there was some controversy last night. I want you to weigh in on this. Rank your three best college football players that you've seen in your life. I like that. I like how you ca- – because I'm too young to have watched Herschel Walker. I barely remember Bo Jackson. Um, Barry Sanders is arguably the greatest running back of all time. We can have this argument. And he had the greatest season in the history of the position. And though they had Hartley Dykes so they could throw the football, like this is back – You know, it wasn't like he was playing with a stacked deck in terms of his offensive line at Oklahoma State. Barry Sanders won numero uno. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy Frazier, two, two national championships at, uh, and, um, and I'm okay putting Tim Tebow three, Tim Tebow three. I'm, I'm not old enough to watch Archie Griffin. Who would be your three? Um, I, I was trying to make a list and I thought it was very, I was probably Midwest centric. Um, I put, uh, Ron Dane. I put, uh, Orlando Pace. Orlando Pace is good. Uh, and Dominican Sue could be on there, too. He was incredible. Yeah. And then, and, and I know it's not throughout, but I think that Rocket Ismail, when when he was the Rocket, yep. like, it was... Yep. Electric. Yes. Like, he was Tyreek Hill before Tyreek Hill. Yeah, like, it was, it was something. Maybe not the overall resume, but, like, when I'm thinking back of the great college players of my time, Rocket shows up. All right, okay. finally, Doug... Rank your top three wishes for your birthday tomorrow. Ah, you know it was my birthday. Uh, top three wishes. That I get to see 45. That's number one. At least 45. Um, that I get to keep keep my job, right? It's good. To get to keep my job. Like, I like my job. And that I uh, I wake up to my family tomorrow. I just, uh, that's really it. I'm, I'm kind of a simple guy. All right. Don't use any of those with the candles because then they won't come true. So you'll have to use another one. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. We, we do this thing when somebody accomplishes something great. We Like everybody missed out. We've done it with Lamar Jackson. We're doing it with Coach O. I'll explain why it's maybe USC didn't miss out. That's next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today what up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Farmers Insurance. At Farmers, we uh, we know a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you bundle home or auto. So visit Farmers.com or call 1-800-FARMERS. Get a quote today. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. So, uh, obviously, Coach O is having himself one hell of a time. Coach O is, uh, is a national championship coach wow right <laughs> that that is a wow it's funny i was watching um i was watching the blind side right i was watching the blind side and ed orgeron coach o everybody knows him as everybody knows him nationally as coach o i think bebe was his uh, his name as a as a college nickname as a college player but Everybody knows Coach O. They're like, man, is that Coach O? Like, yeah, that was back when he was the head coach at Ole Miss, 2005 to 2007. He he was the head coach at Ole Miss. And 
you know, they had they were loaded there. But his inability to figure out the offense really ultimately undid him. Right? I mean, he had people forget. He had Patrick Willis, you know. He had an absolute beast. Um but he he followed, he had no uh, Noel Mazzoni, who was his offensive coordinator. They got into it. He waited a year for a transfer from Texas to play. Look, his 2007 season, they finished 0-8 against the SEC. 3-9, and he was fired. So ultimately, after going to Tennessee for a bit and the NFL for a little bit, he goes to USC, his second stint at USC. And when Lane Kiffin was Kiffined, he took over. And there was... There was a little bit of a movement there, but at the, at the, um, and they beat Stanford, upset Stanford, but after they lost 35 to 14 to UCLA and did not look particularly well coached, USC decided to hire Steve Sarkeesian as their head coach. Now Sark was a sitting head coach at Washington and did a very good job of recruiting. Sark accepted USC's offer to become the new head coach and Orgeron was passed over. So th- there's this sense that people have about Coach O that had they had USC hired Coach O, USC would be national champions today. And, and maybe that's the case because he is and has been a phenomenal recruiter. Phenomenal recruiter. Um, but it should also be pointed out that Coach O got the job at LSU as the interim head coach. They were 6-2. and two. Steve Ensminger, who, of course, tragically lost a daughter-in-law and is part of the program, was their offensive coordinator. But when he finally got the, when he got the head coaching job, he hired Matt Canada as his OC. Matt Canada came from Pitt, and it was too much of a... They didn't have the personnel, and the players really struggled in the new system. And... You know, you end up going nine and four, but it was a mess offensively. A mess. Um, last year, he had Ensminger again as the offensive coordinator, and it was better because they had Joe Burrow, but it wasn't great. They finished up 10 and three. This year, everything came together. They win every game. Of course, he made a huge coaching hire, uh, going and getting a a guy who is, you know, not 35 years old to work along with Ensminger. And the offense was like an NFL offense with an NFL caliber quarterback, tremendous offensive line and great wide receivers. And the defense wasn't as good as it had been, but part of it was they were on defense a lot more than they used to be. Games were longer. They gave a little more points, gave us more yards. And outside of really last night and the Texas game, they weren't ch- and the Alabama game weren't challenged a ton. We, we make this mistake oftentimes where we think that just because a guy is successful now, he would have always been successful had he previously gotten the opportunity. And maybe that's true. But fit is a colossally big component. Colossally big com- uh, component in someone's success, right? Someone's success. Like some marriages will go the distance of 50 years and some will not. 
just because a guy gets married to a woman is married for 50 years doesn't mean that every woman he would have married, he would have married to 50 years, right? Just because you work somewhere for 30 years, ultimately up into retirement, doesn't mean any job you would have taken. You would take. So why do we do this with coaching and with players where we just assume that, hey, we had Coach O? Ed Orgeron is a specific fit, and even the places that he does fit, like an Ole Miss, like an LSU, you know, he, it doesn't mean that those would have worked for eternity. It didn't work at Ole Miss. Part of it is he's from Louisiana, so he speaks the language. I mean, actually, literally, there is a Creole language that he does, in fact, speak, right? Everybody kind of teases him, whatever, because of his voice and because of Go Tigers. But he, he speaks the voice of a native Louisianan. And that works not just in recruiting, that works in the sale of the program, that buys him some extra time. He says all the right things. Like, look, he didn't, their offense took over college football. He didn't have anything to do with the offense. And he'll say as much. That's why he always credits the assistant coaches. He's smart enough to know what he doesn't know. But would he have known that when he was at USC? Would he have hired the right people? Would he have had the right fit? Would he have, if he had a bad season or two, would he have been able to buy time with his charm? Because I can tell you, though, players love him, and players loved him from his first stint at SC to his second stint at SC. Like, uh, okay. But if he went 9-4 and four and 10-3 and three in his first two years at SC, they would be on his ass. You don't believe me? Uh, okay, so... Clay Hilton. <laughs> Clay Hilton. What's Clay Hilton's record been while he's at USC? Right? What's his record been? Because Clay Hilton was at USC since, you know, 2010. And he was 10 and 3 and 11 and 3 in his first two years. Now, obviously, year three was an epic and complete and abject disaster once he, once he lost Sam Darnold. But they won the Rose Bowl in his first full season as coach. And people were like, yeah, I don't know. He's not the guy. They lost in the Cotton Bowl and were 8-1 and one in conference play. <laughs> you know, played a New Year's Six Bowl. And part of the reason that Clay Helton hasn't been able to really make inroads is he's an outsider. You know, he's an outsider. He played football at Auburn. And, and at Houston, the reason he didn't get fired is because the university's a disaster, not because they all of a sudden people were bought into Clay Helton. Like we do this thing where we're like, this is like the Lamar Jackson thing. Lamar Jackson had a great year as an MVP with, with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, you know, the Jets drafted him. It would have been a disaster. It works in Baltimore because Baltimore has always had a culture of winning. Baltimore has had a good defense. Baltimore drafted well for years. They had the same group for the last 15 years, even if they changed GMs. And Baltimore was fully committed to Lamar after kind of changing course last season. They didn't even know what they had. Right? There's some similarities there between Baltimore last year when things just happened okay, to... LSU, where last year at LSU, they're like, yeah, Joe Burrow. Nobody knew Joe Burrow was this. Stop it. Nobody, people thought Lamar could be something, but no one knew Lamar Jackson was this. There's some similarities to Steph Curry. 
You know, people think I'm an idiot because I, I thought, hey, you know, Ricky Rubio has more upside than Steph Curry. And in hindsight, I was wrong. But, you know, the Golden State Warriors told the Milwaukee Bucks, hey, we want Andrew Bogut. You can have Monte Ellis or Steph Curry. You pick. They picked Monte Ellis. So even the Golden State Warriors didn't know what they had at the time. So if you want to sit here and go, SC's a bunch of idiots, you wouldn't be wrong. It has been run by idiots. But just because Ed Orgeron is building a juggernaut at LSU and that they were one of the best teams in the history of college football, that doesn't mean it would have been the same at USC. Danny Cannell joins the show coming next. We'll get his thoughts on uh, at Ed Orgeron and how long this will last at SC at, at LSU. We'll talk some Joe Burrow. Will it translate to the NFL? And are we concerned at all about Trevor Lawrence, who has already been anointed as next year's number one overall pick? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Doug Gottlieb show rolls on here on Fox Sports Radio. Danny Cannell is a college football and NFL analyst for CBS Sports and Fox Sports 1. You can hear him Monday through Friday on SiriusXM. He joins us now on the Doug Gottlieb show. Uh, DK, we're always told that this newest guy is the best ever, but LSU did kind of run roughshod over all of college football. Um, l- let's start with this LSU team. How much of it is... How good they are, how much of it was they didn't match up with Ohio State, who might have been the second-best team? Um, that's a good point. I mean, Ohio State was good, but they did lose. You know, they had their opportunity against Clemson. So, you know, yeah, they had a talented roster. But this LSU team, I'm t- they laid – and I, I hate recency bias, right? There's nothing worse than drives me nuts. And there's nothing more that drives me nuts when you're watching a game and you see the social media tweets, car, this is the greatest of all time, or, best game I've ever watched or this is the best player I've ever seen I hate that and I really try to protect myself from doing that and yet if you go look at what LSU did I think this will withstand the test of time as the greatest single season in the history of college football as a team and a the greatest individual performance from a quarterback in a season and it's going to be really tough to to top because how many teams even get the opportunity to play seven top ten teams? Like, that's the thing I'm looking at. Like, they got they just laid down a season for the ages. And I don't think it's that recency, oh, knee-jerk reaction. They have been as impressive as it gets. What, what, what's your thoughts on Burrow at the next level? So, you know, it's interesting because about a month ago, I would have said, hey, Joe Burrow's had an awesome season, but if it was him or Trevor Lawrence as an NFL pro, I'm leaning Trevor Lawrence. Like, it was, it was a no-brainer still. Two weeks ago, I was starting to think, eh, you know, Joe Burrow keeps, keeps performing on the big stage. To now, I think it's like a flip of the coin how neck and neck they are, even more so where I might choose Joe Burrow over Trevor Lawrence, which sounds like blasphemy. It sounds crazy, especially considering. And that one, I'm a little bit more willing to check myself and say, you know what? Trevor Lawrence had one bad game, but he's still, he's still Trevor Lawrence, right? He's still this 6'6 phenom who can run and has got a cannon for an arm. Um, but Joe Burrow has had the advantage of playing in a system which creates more opportunities for him, which challenges his mind more at the line of scrimmage, puts more on his shoulders, and it translates better to the NFL. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to be more physically gifted and he will have probably the measurables will favor him. But we really don't know how Trevor Lawrence is going to do in an NFL system. And when you look at what Joe Burrow has been doing, he's got a significant edge as far as the 
hey, get on the chalkboard and start drawing stuff up. And what have you been learning? What have you been executing? So I think Joe Burrow has definitely pushed that envelope even further where now I think it's you can make a very compelling case that you would take Joe Burrow over Trevor Lawrence, and I wouldn't fault you one bit. Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. So you think no-brainer Bengals should take him? Oh, without question. Without, I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's funny because this LSU team of destiny, right? Coach O is from Louisiana. Uh, Burrow transfers in, and he, you know, has this magical run, and the championship game was an hour from their campus. It feels like this. It was all destiny. I mean, doesn't it kind of feel, and I know the Bengals aren't this storied franchise or anything, but Ohio's own is your, is, you know, he grew up there. It makes sense. He just had this season. It's a no-brainer. Now it's going to be on Cincinnati to put him in a position to succeed, right? There's Zach Taylor and more importantly than Zach Taylor in the system, I think, is putting the talent around him to succeed. And it might be a process because their roster isn't exactly one of the tops in the NFL, and there might be a learning curve there. But, hey, Peyton Manning had a rough year one. Troy Aikman had a rough year one. I think Joe Burrow is is as close to a sure thing that he's going to be a 10-year starter in the NFL as we've seen. The only question I have, Doug, is just how good he's going to be. And I think that 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 is more on the Bengals than it is on Joe Burrow. Like, he's shown if he's put in good situations, he can excel. Now the Bengals have to put him in a good situation when they take him number one. All right, what about, what about Lawrence? Any cause for concern after watching him last night? You know, I, I'm trying to evaluate it because he was up and down earlier in the season. You know, his first five games, he had eight interceptions. It was a little bit sloppy. Then he dialed it in. I, just, I, won't, I will not say his stock has dropped one bit. There's definitely a little bit more concern. And my concern more was with the offensive game plan. Like, where were the adjustments? Like, because they came out in their first 15 plays. They, in my mind, this is what I pictured going on, Doug. They had 15 plays that they had predetermined they were going to get too early in the game, and they had to exploit. They had areas in LSU's defense they wanted to exploit. And what happened? They go and they rip off some nice plays. They get some guys wide open. They deliver on them. They go up 17-7. to seven. Well, once those 15 plays are exhausted, what happened to the counter? You know, and Dave Aranda, the defensive coordinator for LSU, did an outstanding job settling in, adjusting, withstanding that onslaught, and then they, Clemson never had an answer. And I know Trevor Lawrence has taken a lot of heat, but I put some more criticism on the Clemson staff for not giving him some more manageable throws. And he's out there still, like, trying to throw these deep comebacks against press coverage that are tightly covered, and they're not easy throws. And he was already struggling. Like, how about get his confidence up? Give him some inside routes and some underneath routes and some screens to at least get him in a rhythm. Instead, they just kept, like, just launching it. And it was it, clearly he was off, and his footwork mechanics I think were a little bit uncomfortable from some of the pressure, and he was a little bit high, which was well documented through the game. So I, I think, you know, it's, it's concerning, but we can't forget. I mean, a year ago, he played almost a perfect game against Alabama, who at the time was talked about as one of the greatest defenses we've seen. So – it's going to be a, it's a rough night for him. I just feel like he had a bad game on the biggest stage, and that's all I'm going to chalk it up to. Uh, okay, Lamar Jackson, long-term, will it be what it was this year? Will it be better? Or is what we've seen in the playoffs, teams starting to figure out how to slow and how to stop Lamar Jackson? See, I would counter Doug because I, I don't like saying, oh, the Titans figured Lamar Jackson out. I don't think they figured him out. I think they had some success against him. And, he, you know, they were able to get, create some turnovers. And 
I mean, even the first turnover wasn't a horrendous throw that was tipped and then popped up. Yeah, it was a little bit high, but it was a good read. He went to the right guy, and if he, you know, if the tight end makes a good catch, they're rolling. And you know, he got it was an uncomfortable performance for him. I think I think it'll keep evolving with Lamar Jackson. Like it evolved from year one to year two, where in year one he was primarily a runner, and it was don't hurt us with your arm. In year two, it was man, he's this electric runner. We've opened up the playbook, and we're going to pass it more, and we're going to use a lot of play action. I think in year three, you'll see a little bit more of pro concepts and a little bit of more of passing from the pocket, which he's more than capable of doing. And then I think you'll still see that electric Lamar Jackson. I don't think you'll see him break any records that he set this year because I do think long-term you have to be concerned about his ability to stay healthy because of the hits he's going to subject himself to. But I think he's a starter in the NFL for seven, eight, nine, ten years uh, as long as they keep you know, playing the game the way that suits his style. This is the new NFL, and they're protecting quarterbacks if you run. And he's got that uncanny ability to protect himself, to know when to go out of bounds, to know when to slide, how to tweak his body so he doesn't take that big shot. So I'm a believer in Lamar Jackson that this will continue to evolve. I don't, I don't think you'll see – look, I don't think he's going to be back-to-back MVP – but I, I don't think he's going to all of a sudden go away either and be this pedestrian quarterback that's just you know on the on the verge of getting benched either. Okay, so you have um, you have the Tennessee Titans. We we do know their game plan. Tannehill's thrown it since he he got the starting job. Just hasn't had to the last two weeks. But but the game plan should be similar, right? You're going to try and shorten the game and keep Pat Mahomes off the football field. Can they do that in Kansas City this weekend? I think they can. This, this team continues to blow my mind. I mean, and Derek Henry specifically, you mentioned it. Like, you know he's going to run at you, but so did the Patriots and so did the Ravens and so did everybody else they faced. But they cannot get off the field. And if you remember early in the NFL season, remember the Colts, I believe it was the Texans, beat the Chiefs back-to-back and they possessed the football for like 39 or 40 minutes. And it was like, oh, really? People have figured out the Chiefs. This is how you do it. Now, the Chiefs are better defensively, so they're not going to get just pushed around. But the, the Titans feel like they just are kind of that dog that's relishing in that role as the underdog. And I'm sure you saw the video that went viral that where Mike Rabel was you know, out in the hallway waiting for everybody to come in. There's a, there's a vibe around that team that feels special, but it's going to be a Herculean task for them to stop Patrick Mahomes in this offense because they – they, you know, stumbled a little bit out of the gate, but then you saw how capable they are of just exploding. You know, they didn't even play a full game well, and they still went over 50 points. It's insane because they've got this incredible talent in Patrick Mahomes. They've got one of the greatest, and I'm not, this is not an understatement. I don't think Andy Reid gets enough credit for his offensive mind. And then the, the talent, the skill players around Mahomes, good luck trying to stop them. So to me, yeah, I think the Titans will be able to have some success on the ground, but can they hold the Chiefs under 30? Uh, that's a tough proposition to ask. Danny Cannell joining us, covers the NFL, covers college football. You can hear him on SiriusXM. Uh, let's go to the, to the NFC. Um, I, this has been the Packers team I've seen all year where they want to run it, they want to get a lead, and that way they can have their defensive line pin their ears back and get after the quarterback. And when they need to, they break glass in case of emergency. They still have Aaron Rodgers. And when he has, you know, when, when he has his best pass catching threat, it, 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 it's a completely different team. Um, 
Is that what you say? Are 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 the Packers? I guess it's are the Packers actually good? I think a lot of people think eh, they're okay. I actually think this is all according to plan, according to form, and that they are really good. What's your take on the Packers? I think you sound like Aaron Rodgers. Like I think you you know, and he's pointed this out probably five weeks ago. I think it was when he said, "I think people are sleeping on us, but that's okay." And then at the press conference after this last game, he said, "Hey, our fans don't even really think we're that great." But we'll just, and he's like almost downplaying. He's like, we'll just keep plugging along. And it is a formula that does, it is working. I mean, they were the quietest 13-3 and team we've seen with a Hall of Fame quarterback. Like, it's kind of remarkable that they haven't been getting more attention and more praise. And I think, but here's the thing, the 49ers really are playing outstanding football. They're playing fast. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing like he's a seasoned veteran, like he's a guy who's played multiple playoff starts. I love Kyle Shanahan and his offensive scheme that he takes some of that pressure. He's committed to the run, and yet he knows when to go for the jugular. And, and I, as, as good as the Packers have been, they did require two unbelievable throws on third and eight and third and nine to close out that game. And they were, they were very much on the brink of have, you know, an absolute collapse against the Seahawks. I, I don't see a scenario where the – Green Bay Packers going to in San Francisco and beat them. I feel like San Francisco is just a really complete team. And Richard Sherman is that like the heartbeat, the voice of that team. He's saying nobody believes in us. I think they're out for blood, and they would love nothing more than to take down Aaron Rodgers and that Packers team. And I think they will. Kind of tired of the nobody believes in us. You're the one seed thing, right? <laughs> like that's yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's it's the all, all time like the guy's a Hall of Famer, and he's like nobody believes in us. Like all right, dude, I, I we. <laughs> we, we, I'm we, with we, you, and he he loves. I mean, look, a lot of it's about his brand, but I do yeah. think the message to the younger players, yeah. the guys who maybe don't get the recognition, they love that somebody's out there making a case for him. So I think the locker room loves him touting that message. Which which is all that really matters. Does Kevin Stefanski yep. fix Cleveland? No, I I am massively concerned for this hire. I the the, the, the Cleveland Browns I think are going to continue to be this dumpster fire in the NFL. They completely whiff. Uh, on so many decisions, whether it was Freddie Kitchens, now with the Stefanski hire. I mean, Gary Kubiak was an offensive analyst, and when I watched this team, the Vikings team that Stefanski came from, it looked like Gary Kubiak's offense. It really did. So I wonder how much of a full grasp he has on some of the concepts, and I'm sure he'll be fine, but I think this team needed somebody that the team was going to respect, and that that was very much an an issue with Freddie Kitchens, and Maybe Stefanski can go in there and command the room, and all of a sudden this team, which is full of a lot of personalities and egos, will all of a sudden check them at the door. But I'm not buying it. I think it's going to be another, another poor hire for the Cleveland Browns. And from what I hear coming out of the Cleveland is that some of the issues that why they're not able to get good coaches is because of Jimmy Haslam. The owner is putting some really crazy requirements on the head coach so much that guys like Josh McDaniels are running from the door saying, I don't want that job. And that's why they're hiring somebody who will just take it. And that's never really a good proposition when that's the scenario. Well, now the the one, look, I I understand and have heard many of the similar things, especially in terms of respecting the guy, but doesn't that change? If Stefanski gets to have a hand in hiring the GM and they're in lockstep, that be, that that makes the head coach far more powerful, correct? Correct. Yes. Yes. And that's a good sign. Like I mean, that's why the 49ers, I love what they did bringing in Lynch and Shanahan tied at the hip. You want to have your front office and your head coach on the same page with the same vision trying to accomplish the same thing. 
But I worry now about, like, essentially, isn't it weird that you're kind of hiring your boss? You know, that's a weird dynamic, and I don't know if that's exactly healthy. And yet I think, you know, if they do get it right somehow and they can get it, then maybe there's a chance. But this is an unhealthy franchise. It really is, and it just reeks of another disaster. And I don't, as much as Baker Mayfield, I liked him coming out of college. Where was, like, I kept waiting for him to kind of get it and be humbled and realize, oh, maybe I'm screwing this up. Maybe I'm not handling myself the way I should. And yet it's almost like he kept regressing and regressing and regressing and going backwards. I, how do you trust him? How do you trust Odell? How do you trust these personalities? It's really hard for me to buy into what the Browns are doing. And I think it's going to be, again, I think it's going to be a massive undertaking for a guy like Stefanski to go in there and turn this thing around. Are the are the are the, excuse me are the Cowboys that much better with the coaching hire? I think so. I think they are. I think this is the this is the guy that they need to help get them over the hump because I do think they're close. I mean, how many games did it feel like they just let slip through their hands? And for whatever reason, I maybe the players start to take on the personality of the coach and they feel like they can't close out or they. They feel like we have to get conservative and we just don't want to play to, we've got to play not to lose as opposed to going out there and winning. Now you've got a coach with some cachet with a Super Bowl to his resume. And I do think that I'm, I'm okay with players and coaches evolving. And I really can appreciate what Mike McCarthy did in his year off, creating this staff of people that he would meet with on a weekly basis and study trends. And I, I'm willing to give Mike McCarthy a chance from an X's and O's standpoint to take that offense with Dak and Zeke and some of the weapons that they have and take them to the next level because they were already really good. Like, this was a good offense. They just couldn't win games. They just couldn't close out. And I think he's the right guy to do that. So I'm actually pretty impressed with Jerry Jones that he was able to do that. I still want to see if Jerry will kind of just let go, which I don't think happens. But I do think Mike McCarthy has enough of a profile where he can stand up to Jerry in some of those tough decisions and say, you know what, you need to step aside and let me do my job. Awesome stuff. That's uh, that's Danny Cannell. Danny, another great football season, college football season for you in the books. We look forward to talking with you more about NFL and about the draft. Thanks so much for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. You got it, man. I heard there's a rumor going around there might be a hoops game down in Miami. I'm just saying. There, there is. Cool. We go in the same squad. I mean, you know, we can still team up against. You <laughs> All know. right, let's we can do get Rosillo now to too because he's no longer on on the four letters. So we could exactly we could we could do I that. Can't wait. I'm already right, out Jays. Let's All go. All right, Dan- Danny Cannell, we're coming to your neighborhood very, very soon. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, so so let's let's keep with the Browns here. It's, it's a great discussion here. This is Kevin Stefanski, new head coach, on how the Browns will be successful moving forward. This thing is about a shared vision. It's not about what... Kevin Stefanski wants for the Cleveland Browns. It, we have a, a vision of what this is going to look like moving forward, and it's a collective vision. This was Stefanski on Baker Mayfield. Like any one of our players, when they walk in the building, we'll have a detailed plan for them about how they're going to improve. And Baker, as a young player, they're, the, the sky's the limit, but we're going to put in the work to get it done with Baker. Yeah, I, I get the sense. I get the sense that the plan is for, you know, like, book Baker to improve. And, you know, to simplify things for him, to establish a running game. I'm, I'm also be interested, you know, they had some problems with Stephon Diggs in that offense in Minnesota. I'm, I'm wondering about long-term Odell Beckham Jr. And, 
You know, you got Jarvis Landry who had some unhappiness. You got Odell Beckham Jr. who had a lot of unhappiness. And look, I, I, I mean, I'll just, I think he, he looked like a clown last night p- passing out $100 bills on the, on the sideline. Odell Beckham Jr. single-handedly volunteering to never be on the sideline for a college football game ever again. The problem under Freddie Kitchens was a lack of discipline, and they never established an identity. And remember, this is what Freddie Kitchens had to say. I truly do not look at stats. Yeah. Where you get Stefanski comes in and does the exact opposite. We're going to look at every possible stat, every possible angle, and give a guy a detailed plan for how to get better. You know? That's what they did. You know, they. it is interesting that you went from a guy who hadn't been a head coach to another guy who hadn't been a head coach. But I think some of it was, you know, they've, they've done just about everything in Cleveland to try and make it work. Stefanski's like a, it's a really interesting dude, right? He's been only with the Minnesota Vikings since he got to the NFL. From 06 to 2020 with one organization through a bunch of different head coaches. And, you know, he, he had, he's had some really good years, even with Case Keenum as his, uh, as his quarterback when he was quarterback's coach. So I think here's a guy who he's worked in all different parts of the organization. He worked for Brad Childress, of course. That was, he worked with Brett Favre. Brett Favre was there with Leslie Frazier, with Mike Zimmer, three different coaches. He's been at different levels, all on the offensive side of the football, you know, and, and who they hire at GM is going to be fascinating. But you look at how the Vikings are built. That is a really well-built, really disciplined football team. Do they have a ceiling with Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Is their offense a little bit stale, a little bit lame at times? Sure. But they have been in the playoffs the past couple of years, haven't they? Right? When, they, when they've been healthy, they've been in the playoffs. And that's really the goal there. You, you're, you get a guy who's only been to one organization, been stable, that's what you want from Cleveland. You want a stable dude because you had such instability there. Don't know if it works. Think it can. Think it's got a shot. Think it's got a shot. Um, and I, I just, you know, I just, I, I really think that if you look at how they ran the football this year, that's what they're going to do in Cleveland. And, when you had an unhappy star wide receiver last year, you're probably looking ahead going, maybe we can get some for Odell Beckham Jr. Coming up next, are the Seahawks wasting Russell Wilson's prime? We discuss next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, 
You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we like to play for you a portion, a portion of a show heard previously on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports One. We call it. What does the fuck say? Uh, Nick Wright was on First Things First, a show he co-hosts every day on Fox Sports One, six thirty to nine thirty a.m. Eastern Time on FS One. This was Nick talking about the Seahawks and how he believes they're mismanaging Russell Wilson. I can't say they're wasting their window with him because, first of all, I think they're only probably halfway through it. He's finished his eighth season. I bet he plays 15, 16 years at a high level in today's NFL, and the guy who's never been hurt, never missed a game. You have no reason to think he's not going to play a very long time. And, by the way, he just became the first quarterback ever to have a winning record each of his first eight years. First guy to ever do that, and you've got to give him immense credit for that and the organization immense credit for putting pieces around him, for never falling off, or even when they are rebuilding, staying competitive, winning at least nine games. So I, I do want to give Seattle and Pete Carroll and John Schneider credit, and I think Schneider's one of the best GMs in football. My issue with Seattle and what you're alluding to is, would they call their offensive game plan any different if Blake Bortles were their quarterback? And I can't see it. 
They, they call games like throwing the football as a last resort, like their quarterback is a liability. Um, look, I, I was a little disappointed that they didn't open up the playbook earlier. They didn't let him run around and make plays earlier. And so with that, I am lockstep with Nick Wright in regards to the game plan. We also have to remember that they lost their top three running backs to season-ending injury. Forget about all the other stuff. Their top three running backs. A team that was third in the NFL in rushing loses their top three running backs, and they're trying to kind of navigate who are we now. It's really hard to change your identity midseason. Um, and that identity of running the football and turning it over to Russell Wilson late works, has worked, will work. They've they've had to put out fires in the defensive side. They tried to shore up the offensive line. We tried to get more wide receivers. The Jimmy Graham thing never really worked. Like there's a bunch of stuff. All that said, they keep getting in the playoffs and competing. And with that, and they they did beat the Eagles on the road the week before. So as much as we can be, I think fairly critical of the game plan. Um, the fact is that the game plan did put them in position with the football down five, a chance to. To take the lead and win late. So I, don't, I just don't want to be unrealistic and say, hey, you need to go oop de oop when he also doesn't have the wide receivers to do that. I mean, like, look, Bayer will tell you that, you know, the, the, if, if they just catch the football, we might have a different game. We might have a different outcome to that game. And there is a huge play on the last drive by the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, an absolutely positively massive play. And, and it, was, it was a drop, you know? It, it was a drop. Um, and, you know, like, you, you sit there and go, how is this possible? I mean, like, look, they were using Jacob Hollister to catch the football. Jacob Hollister to catch the football. And he had two. He had that big catch and run. I think that was in the third quarter. Yeah, it was in the in the third quarter. You know, and then in the fourth quarter on the last drive, you know, Russell Wilson throws an absolute strike. Uh, who is that? Who was that to Buyer? Um, I'm trying to think. Was that was that to Malik Turner? And Malik Turner dropped it right in his yeah. hands. And then they showed Malik Turner on the sideline, like, uh, like, dude, <laughs> don't it. ever put that guy. He should have rode home in the. And they're great. So it's fair to be critical of the game plan, but some of it is they don't have they don't have a litany of wide receivers, and the game plan, however flawed you may think it is, keeps them in the game for Russell Wilson to win it late, which is how they win games, right? Yeah, absolutely. When when they when Green Bay was punting it back to Seattle with four minutes to go, it's basically that's all you could ever ask for. And I know it doesn't make sense when you don't have your top three running backs to try to run the ball, but with that team, you actually do have to establish it. You have to make them think that. You know what? They may run the ball here because then Russell Wilson on play fakes and rollouts has the ability. If you're just going to chuck it 55 times a game, nobody's biting on that stuff. You're not wearing down the defense. Yeah, I mean, there, there was the same criticism of Brian Schottenheimer in last year's game against Dallas that they didn't turn the keys over to Russell Wilson, you know, soon enough in that game because they made a late stretch and were able to score a lot. But yeah, it's a part of who they are. Great stuff. Thanks, Dan. That's what the Fox said. What's up, the Fox? 
say. Farmers Insurance knows a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you bundle home and autos. Visit Farmers.com or call 800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, when, when Malik Turner dropped that football, and then they showed him on the sideline, and he's got the jacket on with the hood up, you know, whatever. And my son Hayes is like, oh, he's just getting warm over there. I go, no, he better stay warm over there because he's not getting back in the game. You drop that ball, no quarterback in the NFL is throwing that to you again. I mean, it was an, abs- I mean, an absolute strike. Absolute strike. You cannot drop it. Speaking of absolute strikes, Joe Burrow threw some strikes last night, right? What, he throw six touchdown passes? I mean, it's filthy. He had a great season. You could make the argument of the best season in the history of the sport, college football. But but there's something that we, we have to at least take a breath and consider. The NFL draft's upcoming. There is a strong push for him to be the number one overall pick. We have to consider this. That's next on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show? Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from beautiful Los Angeles, California. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers Insurance. Farmers knows a thing or two about how to save a buck or two when you bundle home and auto. So visit Farmers.com or call 800-FARMERS to get a quote today. We are farmers. Wow, do we have uh, a great show for you. Uh, I I commend Ryan Music on uh, giving us Chris Sims earlier, giving us Danny Cannell earlier, Tom Verducci, who, of course, you see work on Fox and our coverage of Major League Baseball, the All-Star Game, and the World Series. We'll talk some Astros and why the Astros get to hold on to the World Series and why the players didn't get any punishment when the punishment was handed down yesterday by Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Um, I'm interested in this Joe Burrow thing. Burrow was great last night. So, so here's what's going to happen is you'll have people that cherry pick what I say and they'll go, Hey, golly, ain't none all quarterbacks. Look, I'm I'm just I'm not in a highly emotional state, and I do know that when you're highly emotional, um, you know, uh, uh, that I'm not. When you're highly emotional, you make kind of knee jerk, not just decisions and reactions, but also you can make kind of grandiose statements. Right? I mean, listen, when you're sheing and heing, as they say. Have you ever said something that you were like, I would probably not say that again, right? This is the greatest ever. I've heard people say that he had the greatest season ever. Joe Burrow had the greatest season ever. Look, statistically, it's hard because there's so many more snaps now. You know, so many more throws. Um, SEC defenses are, are depleted, right? This wasn't a classic Alabama team. Not classic Alabama, great team. Um you know, they beat Texas. I think Texas is good. They threw it a lot, a lot of possessions, a lot of opportunities. And he's 23 years old with an NFL caliber play caller. Like everything, the perfect storm hit 60 touchdowns. Wow. Over 5,000 yards passing. Wow. Now, I, I don't think anything compares to Barry Sanders and what he did at Oklahoma State during his junior year. Right. Um, and there's some similarities there. You know, Barry's freshman year, you know, he, he, Barry's freshman year, I think he was All-American kick returner. Why didn't he start? Well, they had Thurman Thomas. You know, you go back and look at Joe Burrow, like, why didn't he play at Ohio State? Look at the guys that he had ahead of him, plus he got hurt in the preseason. So he's buried in the depth chart. Last year, 
It was good. It wasn't great. This year, everything takes off. Is it part of his personal maturation? Yes. Getting his sea legs under him from not having played for three years? Sure. A new system, one that is too advanced for college defenses? Yep. Uh, a litany of talented players that felt like they were underutilized previously? Sure. Like all of these things went in their favor. Went in their favor. You know, it wasn't spectacular against Auburn. That was at home. There was some, but after that, they just took off and he was great. I don't have anything bad to say about Joe Burrow with the exception of like, not sure there's that. You do need tangibles. He has the intangibles. He has the touch. He has the IQ. He seems to have the leadership. I even liked when he went over to the sideline and you saw the, the different handshakes with the wide receivers. Like, look, man, you got to be able in that room to relate to all the wide receivers and have some fun. I didn't mind when he threw a beautiful touchdown pass and pointing to the ring, like ring me. I, I liked all of that. We've seen too much swag go awry in Cleveland before, and he's going to go to a Cincinnati team, which has an unproven head coach without a lot of talent offensively, a terrible offensive line, like a terrible offense line. And their defense is a joke. When you go to a stack roster that is a quarterback and an offensive system away from being a great team, that's different. It's the opposite of what the, the Bengals are so many. Like they got Joe Mixon. They got maybe A.J. Green. And what else do they have? That's not a lot. It's not a lot. So I just, I don't know if we should, I don't know. I know we shouldn't evaluate from an emotional state. I know you shouldn't shop hungry. You know, I know you shouldn't try and parent when you're angry. You know, so take a breath, 10 seconds, scream in a pillow, then go into your kid's room and then like you're really, really upset. You're really angry. You just, you have to be kind of pragmatic and balanced and calm and cool. And that's how you have to be when you select a quarterback. It Just because he's from Ohio, like that's great. Okay? Shouldn't be the reason you draft him. Like, the LSU wide receivers are freaks. Freaks. Right? Like, Clemson has all heavily recruited guys, but they made them look like high school guys. And this is not a great Clemson defense. I think we all kind of know that. You know? I would have liked to have seen them against Ohio State that has elite-level first-round draft pick cornerbacks. We did not get a chance to see that. And that's what happens in, that's what happens in a tournament. Right In a tournament, you can't predict who wins these, these kind of close matchups. And I thought Ohio State was better, but Clemson won the game. So I'm not sitting here trying to, trying to crush Joe Burrow or say he didn't have an incredible season or that LSU took on all the comers, but there's a lot of it, right? There's LSU it had been good but not great for years. LSU had been an offense away, a quarterback away, an offensive system away. And it all just hit in a year in which the sport was a little bit down because it had been depleted and LSU was not down. That's what happened. But it doesn't... We've seen other guys, you know, Tim Tebow statistically had the best season in the history of the sport when he was done. Was he an NFL quarterback? Granted, the throws he were making were not anywhere near what Joe Burrow was making. But I would say that Joe Burrows doesn't have the arm of a, you know, of a Kyler Murray from last year. And, and I get it. Like, it's not all about tangibles. It is at times is about intangibles. Completely and totally understood. 
but you do have to have some tangibles to make to throw those routes outside the numbers in the NFL. And remember, he'd be going to Cincinnati. They don't have the talent. They don't have the line. And they're playing against the Ravens, the Browns, who should be better, couldn't be worse, and the Steelers. And you're playing all outdoors. So I'm just, I just, I, you know, Trevor Lawrence was inaccurate last night, but he didn't have guys running wide open. And you see that arm. I mean, he threw a touchdown pass that was called back because of a terrible offensive pass interference, but it was 55, 60 yards in the air on a line. And Trevor Lawrence is three years younger than him. He's going to improve more rapidly than Burrow. There, look, there could be a seal. It's like Baker Mayfield. Like Baker Mayfield was great in college. He was older. He'd seen a bunch. He was advanced mentally, and we've seen Baker Mayfield kind of plateau here. Could see that with Joe Burrow as well, whereas Trevor Lawrence Sky is kind of the limit. Kind of the limit. All right, we got a lot of other things to get to. Um, was Major League Baseball too soft on the Houston Astros? Right? Let's get to that next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I saw this from Jeff Passan, who uh, covers Major League Baseball for ESPN. Multiple ownership levels told ESPN that a dissatisfaction with the penalties had emerged following the conference call with Rob Manfred, commissioner of Major League Baseball, in which he explained how the Astros would be disciplined. Then, he told the teams to keep their thoughts to themselves. The impression, one person familiar with the call told ESPN, was that the penalty for complaining would be more than Houston got. At 10.30 a.m. on Tuesday, that was, excuse me, did I say 10.30? 12.30 a.m. on Tuesday, the Dodgers, who lost the 2017 World Series in seven games to the Astros, of course, that was the big part of MLB's investigation, released a statement saying all clubs have been asked by Major League Baseball not to comment on today's punishment of the Houston Astros as it's inappropriate to comment on discipline imposed on another club. The Dodgers have been asked to not comment on any wrongdoing during the 2017 World Series and will have no further comment at this time. Passon writes, run that through a passive-aggressive translator. The Dodgers' words mirrored, mirrored what a team president said earlier in the day. Crane won. The whole thing, the entire thing was programmed to protect the future of the franchise. He got his championship. He keeps his team. His fine is nothing. The sport lost, but Crane won. Crane's the, the Astros owner. It will clear employees of Major League Baseball teams from cheating, at least for a while. And the man who owns the team gets to enjoy his ring. He gets off light and can start with a clean slate. Um, yesterday, I said Major League Baseball's punishment felt too soft. And I, I, that was my initial thought. What I generally do for some of my takes, especially in professional sports, I know people in these professional sports. It wasn't like I said something that I was out of turn. I didn't know the level of dissatisfaction was spread to this extent. You know? I didn't know it was spread to this extent. But apparently it is. So I just, man, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking Major League Baseball has done the one thing you don't want to do when you have this sort of issue. It's that you make it worse. What they are doing, and stick with me for a second here, 
is akin to what the NFL did with the Ray Rice situation. So, look, if you remember, I want you to jog your memory. When Ray Rice was accused of striking Janae Rice, okay, initially he was suspended for two games. Now, in the context of the time, and by now you've seen the video, I'm sure, 50 times over, it was several years ago. But the context of the time, that was the longest suspension for domestic violence in the history of the NFL. Let that sink in. It was the longest suspension. It was only two games. Longest suspension in the history of the NFL. He went to a pretrial diversionary hearing, so he was never technically in court. We didn't see the video, blah, 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 blah. All we know is he was accused of something. At first, they denied it. Then he, he pled guilty in a pretrial diversionary hearing. They stayed together. They got married. And the NFL suspended for two games. The, the reason that the NFL looked so bad was they suspended him two games. Then the video came out and we're like, wait, what? Two games. Then it went from two to six to indefinite to he's never played another football game. Major League Baseball had an opportunity to lay down the hammer. And one of the things about fines and suspensions in professional sports that we've seen is you're almost better off to be too severe. And then whoever you punish goes to court. You have a meeting. You can even take some of it back. They didn't punish the players at all. I mean, at all. And $5 million to a guy that, that the team is worth a couple billion dollars. It's, it's chump change. Yeah. He took away a couple picks, new general manager. I, I don't think it's nothing, but to let the world series stand when you got, you got caught cheating in the world series. I just, I don't understand how you can't again, cause you're not really taking back the world series, not taking back the rings. You're not taking back the memories, but it would just be vacated. Just be vacated. Yes, Ryan. Do you think this is something that will eventually blow over and it'll just sort of be like a passing comment? Like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, remember the Astros cheated in the World Series? Or will this be like a Spygate type of thing with the Patriots where people will forever, yes. now going forward, always think, regardless of what the Astros do, they are just cheaters? Even like yes. 10 years from now. Yes. Yes, I think the second part. But I also think that realistically, you know, players, there's so many different players that have moved to different places. It'll be harder to track the players. And by not suspending them, we've forgotten many of the players who were on that team to begin with. You know, we've forgotten it. But yes, I, I think this, this, is a, this is a black eye for all, of, for, for all of the Astros organization, as it should be. Um, and, and I want to be, I'll be fully candid. I did not think that Tom Brady should be suspended for the deflated football. Uh, because whatever they did with the football, that's never, that's never been a big part. Like that whole thing is because the week before, like everybody in the sport knows this, the week before they used some different formations, confused the Ravens. Tom Brady said, you should really read the rule book. And then they called their boys in India. Like you guys should check the footballs out. They deflate the footballs. That's how Brady likes them. 
You know, I, I mean, like, look, the NFL, they had some PSI study. We've never heard hide no hair about it. So we don't know how much of his defense stand up. But it's not like deflating footballs has ever been a big problem in the sport. Stealing signs and using electronic technology has been something that people are accused of. And if it wasn't, this has always been my thing about steroids in baseball and now stealing signs. If people legitimately thought it wasn't a big deal, then when asked about it, they would have said, yeah, we stole signs. What's the big deal? Everybody steals signs. Of course they know. They know it's wrong. What about this? Uh, and Ramos and I have talked about this before the show. One of the things that's starting to spread across what seems like social media platforms or even a couple of blog posts is it's not just the Astros. And we know that the uh, MLB is doing their investigation into the Red Sox right now. But now it's like, uh, well, you know, it's not just Houston and Alex Cora. Basically, every team does this. Do you think that most MLB teams are going this far, or is this really just an Astros thing? Uh, I think there are other teams that have used technology, and the teams that if you get caught, you'll get a severe punishment. But they they used it. They It was something a lot of people had said. If you go back and you follow Major League Baseball, people have talked about, like, there was a ridiculous number of home runs hitting that World Series. People have talked about the Astros, some being up with them for a long time. So I would say that some of it is because of the Astros and the culture of that place and 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 how people felt about them. And I would also say that this is this is it feels more like the Astros, but I'm sure it exists elsewhere. See, that's interesting because I I tend to I sort of agree with you in the sense that. I guess logic would tell you they're probably not the only team, just like with the Brady thing, you know, he wasn't the only quarterback that had a specific way that he wanted the football. I mean, that's like basically every quarterback. Right. But it does feel more like it was very much, when you read the reports and you read the memos, it feels like this was very much a Alex Cora came up with an idea and they slowly evolved that idea over time. And then... MLB caught wind of it, as you were saying. They sent out a memo in September saying, if you're doing this, you should stop. And they right. basically never stopped and ended up winning the World Series three months later. Right. They were tipped off to it, and they said, don't do it. And they did it, and they got caught, and the rest, as they say, is history. Yes. So that tends to make me believe that maybe a few teams might have also been doing it. And then when the memo, well, I mean, like, look, it's so obvious to be like, it's one of those things to where you're like, how are these guys not using it? Right. There was the Apple watch thing too. What was the, what were the teams that were involved? You know, here's what we'll do. We're going to catch up with Tom Verducci in a minute. I will, he'll, he'll tell us there was some Apple watch stuff where teams were using Apple watches to cheat and they got punished kind of quickly. And it was, you know, it's the idea of it's the idea of it's not as much that you do it. It's like, Hey, we just pulled you over like 10 miles ago and told you and, and let you off on a, with a warning. And now you're going like 100 in a, in a 75. Like, what are you doing, dude? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. He is a super talented reporter. He's talented on TV, and he knows this sport like the back of his hand because he's got embedded sources in every clubhouse. He's Tom Verducci. He'll be part of Major League Baseball Network's Hall of Fame coverage next Tuesday, January 21st. And 
Tom, Tom I, I want to get to the rest of the league. I, I just, but first, your personal as a guy who loves and covers this sport. What's your reaction to Rob Manfred's ruling after the investigation about the Astros? Well, I was surprised at the, the harshness of the penalties, but after I read the nine-page report, I wasn't surprised. But there was a lot of discovery in there. I mean, I'll give baseball credit for being as transparent as they were. I mean, that was richly detailed and well put together. So if you told me everything before that, I would have said, yeah, I was expecting uh, very harsh penalties. But all we really knew about was the trash can system midway through the, uh, the 2017 regular season. I did not know it carried on through the postseason, which obviously to me, this is the other big takeaway, it completely taints their World Series championship. I don't know how you can say otherwise when you have a three-month investigation that lays out in great detail a sophisticated, detailed, sign-stealing mechanism that they use for the entire season and postseason and not say it's tainted. I mean, I can't tell you what pitches turned the tide and when they used it, but we know that they used it. Well, then you then you go with, like, the, you know, Cora goes to the Red Sox and maybe didn't use the exact same system, but some form of the system, but only for the regular season. Like, that sounds that sounds laughably unbelievable. You're only going to do it in the regular season? Now when it really <laughs> matters, you're like, no, 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 now we'll go legit, guys. Well, I'll tell you this, Doug. Uh, going before the Leading into the 2018 postseason that you're referring to, where the Red Sox won it all, the commissioner's office received multiple complaints from multiple teams about multiple teams about sign stealing going on. In other words, everything had broken loose, and other teams were getting with the program in 2018. So specifically because of the number of complaints that they were getting, they really beefed up. Well, they went from zero monitoring of the, the replay monitors to beefing it up and having security people basically two of them on every replay monitor. I remember that postseason, and the managers and coaches were saying, we got people around all the time, like, you know, this is CIA stuff. So I will say, whatever system they had in the regular season in 18, it would have been harder to pull off. I mean, I put nothing past a lot of these guys. But the protocols were very different in the postseason because then I, I think Major League Baseball began to understand how widespread it was. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the Astros. Um. You mentioned that it tainted the World Series. I think, I not only agree, but I think most anybody agrees. The problem with it is they didn't put an asterisk. They didn't take it away. They didn't punish the players. You know, you, you fired the GM and you fired uh, the manager and you fined the team $5 million, but what did you really do to the World Series? Well, I agree there's no official asterisk. You're not changing results of it. There's no way to, to unwind everything. But I will tell you this. Their reputation is in tatters, and that lasts forever. I mean, we're almost 70 years away from the 1951 New York Giants, and we found out later they were stealing signs with the help of binoculars and buzzers and, and the outfield at the polo grounds. But you can't think about the 51 Giants today without thinking about them stealing signs. That's going to be the case about the 2017 Astros 70 years from now. That's not going away. Now, that's not officially a mark on their record, but reputation-wise, they ain't getting that back. Um, what, 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 do, what are others saying? Like, you, you talk to everybody. Tom Verducci joining us, of course. You see him on the MLB Network. You see him on Fox's coverage of uh, the All-Star Game, of uh, Major League Baseball's playoffs, and, of course, the World Series. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What are, what are people in Major League Baseball saying? Well, it runs together. First of all, the commissioner kind of shut down all the other clubs to say that they're, 
they can't talk about discipline levied against another club. Um, you notice there's been radio silence out of the Houston players. I mean, 23 of them were interviewed in the process of this, uh, including Carlos Beltran, who's the only one mentioned, by the way, in the report. Uh, we've heard nothing from them about that. That's the only thing that's lacking here. We've had a tremendous amount of discovery. We've had penalties. Uh, we know what went on. We've had no ownership from anybody. You know, basically, um, Jeff Lunell, he claimed he didn't know what was going on. Uh, the manager, A.J. Hinch, knew it was going on but wasn't really down with it. I mean, he didn't stop it, and that's why he got suspended. Uh, we haven't heard from Alex Corey yet. He's still under investigation. But we've heard nothing from players. And nobody stepped up and said, yeah, it went on. We were wrong. We shouldn't have done it. You know, it was the culture of the time. Whatever you want to tell us, but we haven't heard anything about that. Uh, we know that Mike Fires was the one. Getting back to the original question, there's a lot of talk about Mike Fires and what's his role in the culture of the clubhouse. Uh, yeah, there's some people who are ticked off. I'm talking about players who are not with the Houston Astros because he, quote-unquote, broke the line. But there's a lot of people who are really happy that he did as well. You know, there's a lot of movement in the game today. And, you know, secret, secrets don't last very long as guys move around. And that's how this one originally came out. Um, so the, the, the reaction has been, I think, across the board. But I think um, now everybody knows. I, I, here's the biggest thing. No one knew what the penalties were going to be. We knew the commissioner put all the clubs on warning that, hey, the next time this happens, this is post-Apple Watch, Yankees-Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I'm going to levy harsh penalties. Nobody knew what that meant. You can't compare this to, say, a manager who bumped an umpire or thrown out of the game. We had no idea what it would be. And now we know what it is, and I think that caught a lot of people's attention. Now if you're a manager, your job depends on knowing exactly what's going on and stopping it in real time. Hmm. Fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually agree with you. You can't, have, you, like, you can't have teams commenting on it. You just can't. I, I understand what baseball is trying to do, but I also understand that, you know, they're sitting there going like, did we have a tainted World Series on our hands? How can we let that stand, even if it won't mentally stand for baseball? For, for fans, I think it will, and it, it makes it really hard for, for Rob Manfred. Um, last thing in regards to the Astros, how does this all affect their team? Because they still have... A ridiculous amount of talent, but a lot of that talent is gone. The best pitcher is gone. Now their general manager is gone. Uh, now their their manager himself is gone. What's left for the actual baseball team? Yeah, it's uh, it's a big hurt here. There's no question about it. I mean, just in terms of the the capital, the talent capital that they lost with the manager and the general manager, a huge part of what they do. Um, you know, they'll be replaced, but you know, all their institutional knowledge there goes away. Um, listen, it's still a very talented team. They're not going to fall off the table here in 2020, but the loss of draft picks is huge. I mean, that's the biggest thing, Doug, that, you know, teams are more than willing to write a check to get out of jail, you know, pay the fine and get and move on. The, the way you hurt teams is access to talent, especially at the top of the draft. There's no doubt that they're going to get hurt by that down the road. That won't show up in 2020, but that was a big hit as well. Uh, and the way the front office ran things and some of the brain drain they've had the last couple of years with other pe- people moving on, it's not a very deep front office that can survive losing Jeff Luna very easily. Uh, Jim Crane said he's going to oversee baseball operations for the time being, but they need a real general manager in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think there's no question they're going to have to answer a lot of questions in spring training. I mean, that, that goes on for a few days. We'll get beyond that. Um, but systematically, that organization took a big hit yesterday. You know, it's amazing is uh, Brandon Taubman, who 
you know, I mean, his his act in the in the Major League Baseball playoffs. I I don't know if he 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 probably's the GM of the Astros if he doesn't act like a complete idiot, right? <laughs> You're right, but I think now he's out of now he's out of baseball. He's out of baseball. He's not going to get another job in baseball. And I think it was symptomatic of some of the stuff that the commissioner had in the report about how bad the culture was there, you know, winning above everything else. And I think someone like Brandon Taubman, who could be such a fast riser in the organization, told you a lot about what was going on there. Hmm. And, and we're not even talking about the rule changes in baseball and how they're, you know, the, the multiple batters you got to face. Like it, baseball is going to look dramatically dramatically different next year uh this is hey i i know you got to you got the hall of fame upcoming what's that like yep. for you uh <laughs> it's a challenge man it's uh you know all of us take it very seriously all the writers people think writers get together and just you know it's a big cabal and they just decide who's going in and going out but you got more than 400 people with a lot of different opinions on it so Doing the homework on this is really hard. Obviously, the steroid issue has complicated things in the last decade or so. Um, but it's still, I still say it's still the best Hall of Fame process that there, that's out there. It's very transparent. Getting 75% of sports writers to agree that you're a Hall of Famer, <laughs> you can get over that bar, man. You deserve to be in. So, uh, But the election day itself is always really exciting. We know Derek Jeter's getting in, right? Yeah. He, he, he's not gonna get, he's not, who's going to be the guy? Do, do you guys get together and decide who's the guy who doesn't vote him on the first ballot? <laughs> I wouldn't want to be that guy in today's day and age, man. It might have been different 40 years ago before social media, but you don't want to be the lone wolf now. I think he should be 100%, but we'll see. But then the bigger issues now are Kurt Schilling and Larry Walker, whether they can get over 75%. They're going to be right at that number, right around it, above or below. I don't know, but it's going to be close. You know, I, the, I wanted, I wanted, the last thing I wanted to ask you about was, like, look, we clearly don't have an appetite for cheating. There have been steroid guys that have gotten in. So, But does this reinvigorate a discussion about keeping the steroid guys, the Bonzes, out of the Hall of Fame? Or has our... You know, has our stance lessened as the years have gone by? Yeah, well, that debate, I don't think yeah, it's going to go on forever, right? Um, but I think, I, I think the the stigma, if you will, has lessened over time. We have people now voting on the Hall of Fame, Doug, and this is not a criticism, just a fact, who did not cover baseball and basically were in junior high school or middle school when it was the Wild West in baseball, when people were getting unfair unfair advantages sticking a needle in their butt when they knew it was the wrong thing to do. It's easy for them to dismiss it. They think everybody was doing it. It was not. It was not a victimless crime, and not everybody was doing it. And the players who didn't do it played at a disadvantage. So uh, the debate's not going away, but I think the stigma of it does lessen over time. Yeah, it's fascinating. I agree with you. Uh, if your stance is that it was cheating and that it wasn't a victimless crime, it's it's a, it is a lot. There is the parallels to the sign stealing. Is that if no one, if they didn't think they were doing the wrong thing at the time, then why not step up and say, "Hey, yeah, I did it." It's because they all, everyone knows there's a right way and a wrong way, and you you do in fact cross a, a line. Um, Bingo! And it's also it makes you think of all those pitchers today who are thinking. Did the Astros have my signs when yep. they knocked me around for four runs and they lost that game? Yep, yep. No, it's a. It, I mean, I mean, how would you? How'd you like to be your Clayton Kershaw? How'd you like to be Clayton Kershaw? Like it, oh, again, I use that as the biggest example. He's pitching Game Five in Houston, 
He's ready to bring the Dodgers to win one game of winning the World Series for the first time since 88. He's got a 4 nothing lead. Uh, and then Correa hits a double, and then Guriel hits a home run. And then, you know, all of a sudden he's down 6-4. <laughs> he got knocked around the ballpark, gave up six runs. Well, How does he not think today what the heck was going on? Because we know, we don't know what pitches, but we knew they had a system in place during that postseason. And then, of course, you know, they're starting pitcher in Game 7. You know, it was, oh, he's tipping pitches. Is he tipping pitches, or did they just know the signs? <laughs> and that's, that's, that's that why it was as such. But, but for, for Kershaw, a guy who's, whose career is going to forever be stained by, even this, you know, by, you know, this year obviously he was with the Nationals, um, but by the Houston Astros and the inability to, to bring home that World Series for the first time in 30 years, you just that that's what leaves the really bad taste in people's mouths and you start to understand on a bigger picture how the steroid thing it's how does it affect all of these other players that won't aren't even considered hall of famers or couldn't break through couldn't get the big contract because other guys other guys would cheat great stuff tom thanks so much for joining us it's always insightful to have you on and we appreciate it yeah always a pleasure thanks for having me man all right that's a great tom verducci joining us in the doug gottlieb show part of major league baseball networks and will be networks hall of fame coverage tuesday january 21st big news in college football on a big departure to the nfl but it's not a player it's next be sure to catch the live edition of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific the press Dan Byer, what do you got? Doug, we got big news from college football. It was 24 hours ago that Joe Brady was getting ready to take on the Clemson Tigers in the national championship game. Now the LSU passing coordinator is figuring out a new move. He is moving to the NFL. Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting Brady will join Matt Rule's staff of the Carolina Panthers. Hasta la vista, baby. That's massive. Uh, A big loss for LSU because we've seen what that offense looks without him. And it does call into question, you know, like what will LSU do next? You know, you know, now it becomes a copy of a copy at both quarterback in terms of play calling. I think the bigger question is, you know, what happens at LSU than the fact that Matt Rule putting together a really good staff? Yeah. Longtime Chargers said Antonio Gates announced his retirement today after 16 seasons. Except he didn't play this year, right? Correct. Didn't play in 2019. <laughs> and and then he barely played la- last year. Of course, he was a fill-in for Hunter Henry. Great player. Hall of Famer. I guess the only thing is, does anybody hold against him the PED suspension late in his career? I think the answer is no. no it's I forgot about it, <laughs> to be honest with you. My bad. He leaves the game with 116 touchdown catches. Seventh all-time, the most by any tight end in NFL history. So there's game only- over, man. Six receivers that have more touchdown receptions than Antonio Gates. A colleague of ours here at Fox Sports Radio, uh, Nick Wright, who does work on the weekends here oh. at FSR, made this uh, brought this up saying, is Gates on the Mount Rushmore of Chargers? Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious, Doug, would Antonio Gates make the Mount Rushmore of the, uh, of the Chargers franchise? Yep. Dan Fouts? Yeah. No. No, he wouldn't. Okay. Ladainian Tomlinson. Rivers. Sayo. Philip Rivers. Uh, and then. Uh, Junior. No, K- uh, Kellen Winslow. Oh, you would put him over Junior Seau. Yes. Okay. Or Junior Seau. I mean, yes. Yep. Junior Seau, yep. more impactful. Yeah. For- former NFL wide receiver Chad Johnson says he's trying out to be a kicker in the XFL. Okay. 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 Great. Thanks. I saw some of the video. It was kind of comical. Doesn't mean he can't kick, but. 
I don't know. Right, I, right. Yeah, I mean, for the XFL, it'll be fine. I would, I, I, I there's would enough watch. good kickers. I don't think he'll make it. I would tune in to see him kick. <laughs> you would? Yes, absolutely. I'll tune in to watch. Period. I won't. I'm going to turn because I like watching but, football. Yeah, I... Yeah, I, I know I probably shouldn't have said that, but I'm just not a big fan of spring football. Uh, after 18 seasons in Bourbon, Illinois, the Chicago Bears will move their training camp to the team's headquarters at Hallis Hall in Lake Forest, Illinois. Yeah, so those uh, those training camps away from home becoming fewer and fewer in the National Football League. Can't do hmm. it. Let- um, yeah, that's interesting. That I mean, that, that's the pro- that's with all these. There was something kind of cool to it, but now the facilities are so much better. Yeah, you know the NFL has finally gotten with the college football plan, which is like build a great facility for everyday practice to be good. And why would I go to some college? Plus, guys think they're going to get hurt too. Excellent. Lakers forward Anthony Davis remains day to day with a sore back. Still needs to take part in contact drills and practice before being cleared to play. No Rondo tomorrow for the Lakers against the Magic. He has a fractured finger. He broke a finger. Yeah, it's fractured. a really long finger. Yeah. Really, really long finger. I, I find it interesting, though, that Anthony Davis was hurt, but he flew all the way to Green Bay to go to the Packers <laughs> oh, game. And then yeah, LeBron, LeBron James is sick, and then he hops up on stage at a concert. Like, yes. something tells me they're load managing. They just don't want to say load managing because that's a, that's a bad term. Yes. L.A. Times says USC has fired three senior officials in its athletic department because of their connection to that admission scandal. Yeah, Steve yeah I think there's that, and I also think there's a new AD, so... Everybody's getting fired, USC. We just kind of hit the wall. PGA Tour has initiated a pace of play policy that aims to put an end to slow play. The new rules will include a list of players who have bad times on a week-to-week basis. That list, though, will not be made public. Players, We all know who they are, right? Yeah. Ben Crane? Like, Ben Crane. Today, Junior. Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. Hit the J- ball. Jason Day's nickname is Jason All Day. Uh, Jason All Day. Some of those are Kevin Nah. You want to watch him? Nah. Takes too long. <laughs> Lee Westwood. Uh, five, uh, nobody, nobody finds a way to go from first to third or fourth in a major like Lee Westwood. Oh, man, that's harsh. He'll be at the Masters this year, though. In the, uh, in the Bronx, two councilwomen have proposed legislation Okay, we didn't need that sound effect, John Ramos. <laughs> Legislation to name part of East 161st Street to Jeter Street. Yes, near Yankee Stadium. Jeter Street, Doug, would intersect with Rivera Avenue, where where you aren't allowed to walk. Ah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank it. you. Please. I love it. hey No walking allowed on Rivera Avenue. No walking allowed. And you can only go at one speed, right? <laughs> You're speed. But, but, but you can cut whenever you want. You can cut whatever you want. Only cut. You can only cut in the street. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Um, yeah, I mean, like, look, they the biggest strike zone in the history of Major League Baseball, right? I mean, which is it? 15 or 30, John? Hey, 30, 15. I have no idea how much time's left. <laughs> Did the clock skip on you? Is that what happened? Man, Daniel Jeremiah joins us tomorrow. Uh, Solomon Wilcox joins us tomorrow. We'll start to get ready for this weekend's games as maybe 30, maybe 10. Who knows? This show may go on for an eternity. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. Straight Out of Vegas is next on Fox Sports Radio.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.